Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by Catherine Zenkina, self-made millionaire and founder of Manifestation Babe. And Catherine and I are going to be talking all about her story of manifestation. Catherine will start by sharing what life was like before this focus and passion of manifestation, how the connection came about to pursue this belief, and what manifestation is all about, the differences it has made to her life along the way, and then how she monetized it and shaped it into a multi-million dollar business. Weaved into this story is tips and ideas that Catherine's going to be sharing of what she utilized along the way that's helped her get to where she is now and how you can do the same. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Catherine, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Awesome. I'm excited. And Catherine, to start off with, for people tuning in who aren't too familiar with you, it would be great to hear a bit of a, in a nutshell, I suppose, first of all, because we're going to go and explore a lot more than that afterwards of who you are and what you do. Yes. So I am obviously Catherine Zinkina, and I currently run a business called Manifestation Babe, where I empower mostly women to achieve the impossible using the law of attraction and manifestation and the power of their mind. And I teach a lot of what I've personally applied in my life. I've had a bit of a journey around the law of attraction and manifestation and how much it's completely transformed my life, my relationships, my business. And so that's what I do. I actively, um, I create courses, I create products, I run retreats, um, in-person events and anything around empowering women and teaching them to become the best versions of themselves and create anything in their reality that they desire, like their dream business, their dream relationships, more money and et cetera. Great. Great. And it's something that I've touched on. I mean, the podcast series, not another sales podcast is a golden thread throughout mindfulness. And a lot of it is kind of touched on manifestation, but 
the reason why I wanted to yes, get you on today yeah. was to, I suppose, having seen your journey and your story is to is to get your perspective, what you've been through, and also everyone loves a good story to how someone is applying it in their everyday world, really. So I'm very intrigued, first of all, having talked about where you are now, to sort of take you back mm-hmm. to not even where it began, but maybe even before that, what life was like before you sort of discovered this this uh, epiphany, maybe, or whatever it might have been that's empowered yes. you to where you are now. Yeah, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting story. So, um, as many people, I've had uh, a difficult childhood that um, kept me living most of my childhood and teenagehood in kind of this like victim mindset. Um, I always believe that life just happens for me, and that every I mean, life just happens to me, and that everything is just random. And in order to be successful, you got to win the lottery, and things just kind of randomly happen to you. And we're none of us are in control of our lives. Um, I was pretty severely bullied for my weight, and just kind of like I was. I'm still an introvert, but I was very, very introverted and shy as a child. Um, based on some of kind of like the traumas that I had earlier on in my childhood. And uh, it's very bullied in middle school, very bullied in high school, and just didn't feel like I belonged um, and felt very out of touch with my reality. But the benefit of that was that I was very in tune with my imagination. And I remember for the longest time since I was a child, kind of living in my head and always being really good at imagining um, a different life so that I can escape. And I didn't know that earlier on, that was kind of like me introducing myself to this world of manifestation. But when I was 16, I was with one of my friends at her, um, at her house and out of nowhere, we were like talking about, I don't know, maybe uh, boys at school or our teachers or homework or stuff like that. And she handed me a book out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, she hands me this book and she says, Catherine, this is how my grandpa has everything that he wants in life. And this is how money works for him, not the other way around. And you should read this book because I feel like you really need it. And I remember being like, okay, um, first of all, I'm sold. I want money to work for me. I want everything in my life. So yes, the 16-year-old version of me was very, very excited. Um, And so I went home and I read this book from cover to cover. And it was so fascinating because it felt like I was remembering this information, not necessarily learning it for the first time, which is very, very interesting. It resonated so much with me. It brought so much excitement to me when I was reading it. And for some reason, I decided to be like, yes, this is how life actually is. This is how it's supposed to be. And it just radically gave me the shift in my mindset to where I took myself out of this victim mentality and got more in control of my emotions and got more in control of my daily thoughts and got more in control of how is showing up in the world. But of course, uh, I'd like to say I mastered my life at 16, but I didn't. Um, But it did help me a lot. And um, I would say from 16 to 21 was when I was 21 years old was the first time I went to a Tony Robbins event. And around that time in my life, I was in a relationship that was like, okay, it wasn't that exciting, but we were dating for about six years at that time since pretty much I was 16. And um, I was convinced that we're going to get married and um, I was just convinced that this is, this is a relationship I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Up until that point, um, my parents were always pushing me to go to either medical school 
or become a lawyer or something like that, that guaranteed that I would achieve the American dream. Because of course, the American dream was all put on me since they sacrificed everything that they knew in their home country to come and bring me to the United States um, and quote unquote, create a better life. And so I was applying for medical schools in a relationship that didn't quite fulfill me. And I was also, um, let's see, there's one more change that I had in my, oh yes, I was also living in Seattle at the time and not Los Angeles where I live today. And it was a place that didn't quite inspire me and I didn't actually like living there. And when I went to this Tony Robbins event, I remember on the very first day, sitting in the audience, of course, being completely outside of my comfort zone, um, not knowing anyone around me, super nervous, like never, I've never been to a personal growth seminar in my life before this. Um, But for some reason, I felt like I was supposed to be there. And that day, I remember hearing this voice coming through for the very first time. And at first I was like, what is this voice? It was like inside my head, but it was almost like it wasn't me. It was like my higher self coming through or like an angel coming through or something like that. And this voice just keeps asking me, Catherine, who are you living for? Catherine, who are you living for? And every single day, this voice got louder and louder and louder. And by day three, it's like, Catherine, who are you living for? And I remember journaling um, at the event and writing down, wow, everybody but myself. I was fulfilling my parents' dream for my career. I was in a relationship that didn't fulfill me. And I was living in a place that I didn't want to live. And I was making decisions for my life that had to do with everyone else but me. And I was deeply, deeply unhappy. And after that event, I made some massive life changes. So I I obviously broke up with my boyfriend at the time. I moved to Los Angeles. And I told my parents that I no longer wanted to go to medical school. Um, And of course, feeling lost at the time, being like, what am I doing? There's all these life changes happening. Am I on the right path? There's a lot of confusion in my life at the time. Um, I dove very, very deep into personal growth books, Um, a lot of personal growth uh, books and more seminars and more courses. And that's when I got reintroduced um, on a deeper level back into this world of manifestation and law of attraction. And so it was almost like I picked up what I was learning when I was 16 years old that helped me let go of that victim mentality um, and find more happiness in my life. All of a sudden, I was like, okay, I'm making these big changes. The foundation feels a little rocky, so I really need to keep my mindset in the right place. And that's when I started learning about the importance of focusing on what you want and the importance of um, staying, you know, thinking, choosing positive thoughts and reframing your limiting beliefs and all that stuff. Um, and then after making those big changes, I'd like to say that things just took off for me, but they didn't, they actually got temporarily worse. And I actually have a more spiritual explanation of this now. Um, when I teach the 12 universal laws of manifestation, the law of um, relativity and the law of polarity, where sometimes things get worse or things don't go your way so that you can learn very important lessons and pick up very important insights that will actually help you succeed later on. And I ended up living on my grandma's couch at the time because I decided to move to Los Angeles and I was so excited about my life. And I was like, yes, I'm going to build this business. That's when my idea for Manifestation Babe came in. Actually, it was started as an idea of me inspiring other women to make brave decisions in the way that I did and help women um, 
grow their mindsets and give them the courage and the faith and everything that they need to make the shifts in their life so that they can start living a life that fulfills them and that brings them joy and brings them happiness. Um, and when I, up, when I ended up on my grandma's couch, that was like my rock bottom moment. I was like, okay, what is going on here? Um, something's not right. Things aren't going my way. This business isn't taking off. Like what is going on here? And I recognized that I need to actually put the law of attraction and everything that I was reading and everything that I was um, learning from my mentors and everything that I was listening to on YouTube and all the audiobooks and all that stuff. Like I need to play a bigger game of this. I need to really implement this and put the law of attraction into action. And I remember that night on my grandma's couch, the very first night I was scrolling on Instagram and I scrolled past a post that said, um, it was a Tony Robbins quote, which is so ironic, right? And it said, live as though your prayers have already been answered. And that really resonated with me. And that really stuck with me. And I thought, wow, imagine like going through life and talking to people and taking action and making decisions as though everything is already happening for you as though your prayers have already been answered as though everything is already guaranteed to you. Like, can you imagine living that way? Like how confident would you be about your success? And that really struck a chord with me. And it was actually from that moment where I created an affirmation for myself to really keep myself in focus around going big and playing a bigger game with the law of attraction and manifestation. And my, the affirmation that I created was, my success is inevitable and I'm always on the right path. And I decided to play a game with myself. And to this day, I called it my 12 month experiment or my one year experiment where I had all this information on an intellectual level, but I wasn't quite applying it or wasn't quite trusting it or wasn't quite um, implementing it in the way that I knew I should be. And so I decided to play this game with myself. And the game was, was that I'm, I was going to go through life as if my success is inevitable, as if the law of attraction is 100% real, as if everything is going to go my way. And within a year, if I ended up in a worse off place than where I started, then guess what? I can stop playing the game. It obviously doesn't work, but at least I would have just given it my all and proven it to myself that it doesn't actually work. And if I end up playing this game and a year later I end up winning or I end up in a much better place or I end up building the kind of business and the kind of life that I envisioned for myself and all those things and all, the, all my dreams. And if I'm on the right path in the year, then guess what? I can keep playing the game for the rest of my life. And obviously the game has worked. <laughs> and today I've been able to obviously get off my grandma's couch, but not only that, but build a multi-million dollar business doing what I love, traveling around the world. Um, I married my soulmate and just so many things have happened for me, which is why I'm so passionate about sharing everything that I've learned on this journey with other people so that they can have similar results. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a very powerful story just, just listening to it. And I'm sure the listeners listening to that as well will feel the same. And there's a few things you mentioned there. And I want to touch on the last part you were talking uh -huh. about, um, as if everything would go your way, because I, I completely agree with you in that thinking about playing this game and that we're, why invest so much energy and time into thinking negatively 
when it's right. not actually going to help you get anywhere. So you might as well think positively until proven otherwise. It might as well be innocent until proven guilty and feel like this is going to happen. And it's something I've yes. um, talked about a number of times. And, and as you've said, having that affirmation and feeling like this is inevitable, I'm going to, whatever I want to achieve is going to happen is kind of thinking if you're looking at your life like a book, just yeah. imagining in your head that you knew what was coming up, all these chapters, and you knew what was happening. How would you live your life? Whereas at the moment, so many people are living on edge, wondering what's coming around the next corner and what page, that they don't actually live the book to the full potential. So it just becomes this sort of pages of sort of really just going around in circles and a repeated story that's limiting them from moving forwards. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I completely agree. And one of the other things you touched on at the start there was, and what I sense from, from you when you came across this idea was that you were very proactive putting yourself out there particularly outside your comfort zone you talked about going to talks and reading these books and wanting to reframe your limiting beliefs and what advice would you give to to people who maybe aren't so proactive about that and so keen but but do want to maybe become a bit more mindful of how they operate in this world yeah I think like the biggest reframe I had was that hey like if nothing is working right now if things aren't 100% going your way, then there must be something that you haven't yet tried. And the biggest thing about stepping outside your uh, outside of your comfort zone and taking the action that you know that you need to be taking in your life is that there's going to it's going to bring about a lot of discomfort. And I always tell my students like it's almost like you're walking through a portal of discomfort. Uh, you're walking through a portal and then within the portal you feel very, very, very uncomfortable. And most people have two choices. You either step through the portal anyway, or you step out of the portal backwards, like you take a step back. And the thing is, is that if you're tired of constantly being in that same cycle, in the same circle, in the same comfort zone, in the same place that you're you're always in, then that means that you need to stop and try to stop stepping outside of the portal. You need to step through the portal and you need to understand that that discomfort will fade. Everything that you try that's new to you and everything that you try that's unfamiliar to you is going to be dis- is going to be uncomfortable from the very beginning. Um, and eventually you're going to grow through it. You're going to get used to it. And your confidence is also going to grow. Um, and your sense of like integrity with yourself is also going to grow because I found that confidence in my journey and the confidence that I've gained with what I'm capable of achieving has really grown from doing what I say that I'm going to do. So if I say that I'm going to start a business and I actually have to start a business or otherwise I'm going to end up going backwards and be out of integrity with myself. And an affirmation that I gave to myself that really helped me, especially around that very first beginning, walking outside of, um, walking out of the Tony Robbins event, knowing that I need to make all these changes in my life that I felt like an insane person. I was like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? Like, is this going to go wrong? Is this going to go my way? Like, I have no idea what the outcome is, but I kept telling myself, I am comfortable being uncomfortable. I am comfortable being uncomfortable. And I just got used to that feeling and understood that as with any other feeling, it's going to fade. Like it's going to go away. You're not going to stay uncomfortable for the rest of your life. But most people just don't see what's on the other side of that portal. And you need that courage and you need that, um, you just need that courage to get through. You need that bravery to go through. And 
you know, what the, the word courage doesn't even exist without the word fear. So of course you're going to feel fear. Of course you're going to feel discomfort, but you need to have courage and you need to just step through anyway. Um, and I know this is like a cliche saying, but I live it, um, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's like the mantra, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I feel fear every single day. (laughs) Like every day I do something that makes me so uncomfortable And because I've just gotten so good at doing it and recognizing the patterns and recognizing that the discomfort doesn't last, that's what keeps me taking another step forward and another step forward and sometimes leaps forward and sometimes quantum leaps forward. Mm. Yeah, and I think as well on that with the word comfort zone is that you talked about a number of times there saying when you step out of it, you're going to feel uncomfortable. But the whole reason why you want to step outside of it is because you're uncomfortable in the first place. And I've got a bit of a qualm with calling it a comfort zone so i see it's a bit more of a familiar zone right yeah not really comfortable if you're constantly looking for more and thinking i'm you know there's better things out there for me it's just it's more familiar so the more you can kind of familiarize yourself with that as it being i'm not comfortable where i am not just thinking i want to be at destination b is look what's happening in a destination a right now and if i don't move on here this is all the pain that's going to happen because naturally yeah. as humans we're more, more motivated to move away from fear than we are towards gain. We're more motivated by pain to move away. Yeah. Yeah. So actually creating that uncomfortability in the first place in your familiar zone is a great way to sort of create that action as you talked about and that urgency to want to take the execution forwards to where you want to go. Yes. And I think that the comfort zone always shifts. And um that's that's really how, you know, like as you step forward and as you step outside like you're going to create a bigger um, and a more shifted and a more up-leveled comfort zone. And as human beings, like we always need to progress in order to be happy. Like we always need to feel like we're moving forward or working towards something or achieving some sort of ultimate vision. And as we keep stepping forward, it's uncomfortable at first until that shift happens. And, you know, sometimes I hear this phrase a lot, which is like success is a poor teacher Meaning like a lot of people reach success and then they stop growing and they forget what helped them reach those levels. And then they just get, you know, I see a lot of people self-sabotage because of that. And I see a lot of people step backwards and I see a lot of people just stop going to the next level. And it's not like this ego need to constantly achieve more and have more and be more and do more. and uh, But it really is connected to uh, honestly, like fulfillment as a human being, like you want to be challenged. You want to overcome something. You want to say, oh, look at this obstacle that I thought was going to get in my way, but didn't. And you just feel this sense of like joy and fulfillment by constantly pushing yourself um, to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on your point earlier as well, when you said, you know, you did all this and, and initially it got worse. And I think, you know, one thing, and you've probably found this as well, when that happens is that it's, it's great experience because you're able to then live it and share it with others, particularly those talk about it shortly around how you monetize the manifestation, babe, and what you do now, because you've kind of been there and lived those stories rather than people coming to you and you being like, well, I did all this and then it just happened. They're like, well, that's not really going to help. Whereas (laughs) you've kind of been through the mud, you've walked those paths to be able to then educate people around you. And I think people need to be very mindful of that when they're building a business, a brand, or even if it's a hobby or whatever it might be, or a career is thinking, and the, the All Blacks, the, the um, rugby team, one of their mantras is leave the shirt in a better place. And it's mm-hmm. kind of thinking whatever you're creating now isn't just for you. It's also to develop and educate people around you, whatever that might be, whether it is your business or your life or your career. 
Yes. That's actually um, something that really helped me reframe failure and to stop seeing failure as like my personal failure, but rather than rather me learning lessons that I can then pass on to other people. And actually by me making mistakes or me having these quote unquote failures, which really aren't failures to begin with, it's just the way that you perceive them. But I can, I can be able to share with people what not to do because I've experienced what not to do. And that way I become much more valuable and much more interesting to people. And I can help people at a greater level rather than everything always going my way. And me just being like, yeah, everything was easy. Everything's great. This is what you need to do at the end. And no one can relate to that, of course, because challenges and problems are inevitable. It's part of the law of relativity. Like we are given challenges simply for the fact that we grow from our challenges and we evolve from our challenges. And every lesson that we learn from our failures or our challenges is actually directly tied to exactly what we need. It's the missing piece to our successes, where if we would not have gone through those low times or those rock bottom moments or the things that didn't work out, we literally would not have achieved that level of success. So I like invite, I invite failure into my life. I invite making mistakes into my life. I invite challenges because I know that I'm going to be a so much better off person and so much more successful on the other side because of these. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't have put it back myself. And going back to, to the to the maybe not even the modern day now, but around the manifestation babe, and you, you talked about near the end of your story there wanting to create a business around it. Was mm-hmm. it in your mind thinking straight away, right, I want to monetize this and I want to develop this into a business? Or was there some evolution from it starting as a as a personal interest that then grew into that business? Yeah, I think so something I left out of the story was that I um, was actually working on building a fitness business around the time. It was more like um, a side hustle or a side hobby that I started in college that I wanted to see how far I could take it um, around the time that I was applying to medical school. But it was never anything that became a solid business. And um, it was never anything that I was that super passionate about, even though from like the social media standpoint, if you go back in time and, and watch me, promote my fitness business, you would think that I'm like, this is like my thing. And I'm super passionate about it. But for some reason, it always felt off to me. And it never felt like it was part of my purpose. Because although I enjoyed fitness, and although I enjoyed helping people regain back their health, um, the part that really spoke to me was the mindset piece um, was my own personal growth through building that um, building that side hustle and also helping people understand that even fitness is a mindset. And you got to believe that you are capable of getting fit before you're actually going to take the actions that um, are required of you to exercise and eat well. Like you got to believe that there's some sort of outcome on the other side and that you're capable of it and worthy of it. And I found that like over time, um, I started Manifestation Bay purely as this just idea that came to me in the middle of the night one night where I realized that I was passionate about this mindset stuff. I was really passionate about law of attraction. I was learning a lot and I wanted to share things that I was learning and I wanted to share my stories with other people. So it was really, it started as just like a pure thing out of pure passion. Um, And I never intended on creating a business out of it until one day, like I just felt this pull to create a course, like a manifestation 101 course and just offer it to um, my team uh, that I was building with the fitness business as well as some of my um, customers and just offer them that additional support to their fitness journeys and to their business building journeys. And over time, I noticed that the feedback 
even though I was teaching this stuff to my, um, to my team members at the time and my customers and my clients, it was very interesting because no one was really listening to me until I separated it and created Manifestation Babe um, and just started sharing my story. And when I started to offer some products here and there, I got such good reviews from people like these amazing testimonials. People are like, how did you change my life from this like five day email series that you wrote? Catherine, you changed my life from this Instagram post. And I was like, wow, there's something here. And this is providing me a level of fulfillment that I didn't expect and a level of fulfillment that um, I had no intention. I have no intention of creating business out of manifestation, babe. But after, you know, after all those life changes that I made of just noticing how many people are living a life for someone else and living a life that's so far below their potential. Um, I just got so inspired to turn into the, turn into a business and go all in. And that's when I was on my grandma's couch. And that's when I decided to go full on, build a business, use my lunch breaks. Cause I also had to get a nine to five job at first, um, when I just moved to LA, but I used my lunch breaks and my evenings and I would just write emails and just provide people with content and just share, 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 and share a lot of my personal stories of, Hey guys, this is how I manifested my boyfriend. This is how I manifested a parking space last night. This is how I manifested that. This is what I learned. This is what I, you know, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. And it just blew up. And I think it's because my, my passion was very connected with it. And I think that it's because this is what I actually enjoy doing. And this is what actually, um, brought me, brought me fulfillment. And I, my belief is that people, feel that energy. And this is just one of my gifts and one of my, um, unique abilities in this lifetime. And so really, I think that that in combination with me actually applying manifestation to growing my business helped it really explode. Yeah. And what seems to be very clear from you just talking about it there as well, is that you went into a, a true and honest intention of this is what fulfilled you. You didn't go in there initially to start a business. And, you know, yes. People were uh, Lauren Everts, for example, the Skinny Confidential is very much the same. And that what you've talked about there is that you're going in not to think, oh, I want to make, I want to get rich, I want to be this, I want to be that. You're going in with an honest intention of wanting to bring value to people around you in a specific area. And, yeah. and the byproduct of that has been this business that's been very successful because you have that passion and that purpose for it. Yeah, and I think that people can really sense that too. Like people can sense when you're in it for the right reasons or in it for the wrong reasons. Um, because I remember actually now that you said that, thanks for bringing that up because I remember starting my fitness, um, side hustle because just purely because I wanted to quit my movie theater job in college and I wanted to, um, create money for myself because I was tired of being a broke college student. And it was purely out of the intent of making money in the beginning, even though I've helped people and I enjoyed parts of it and it really opened me up and gave me the skills to build this business it was for money. Um, that was like my, my number one intent. And with manifestation, babe, it's like a complete accidental business. I came from passion. And I think that when people start a business, it's like, it's very important to be in, be in it for the right reasons. And it's okay, completely okay to want to make money. Cause of course we all want to live a certain lifestyle. We all want to buy certain things. Like we need resources to really make that kind of impact that we can all make, um, you know, the kind of impact that we can all make in the world. But if you're just starting from, I want to make money, like there's many, 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 many different ways for you to make money. Like you might as well enjoy how you're making money. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what do you think along the way up until the present day now, you've learned most about yourself in this, in this journey you talked about there? 
Oh man, I have learned a lot. Um, the biggest thing I learned about myself was, um, that I, you know, I think it's, I think it's for like a lot of people. It's very similar, very similar lesson that, you know, like I have a message to share that people need to hear. And it's very easy for people because I know I'm not the only manifestation teacher. I know I'm not the only one in the personal development field. I'm not the only one with podcasts. I'm not the only one with um, digital courses. I'm not the only one with a business. There's like a lot of people who are just like me, but we can all stand out in our own ways and we can all succeed in our own ways. And I really don't believe in oversaturation or I really don't believe in that there's too many people already doing the same thing because I've learned that with time and time again, that there's a way that I connect with people in a way that other people can't. And there's a way that other people connect with people in a way that I can't. And I learned really to never let my head get in my own way, like never let myself get into my own head about the content that I create or the courses that I create or the people that I coach or the people that I help, because I know that they're, they're going to get a concept there's going to be a certain concept that they're only going to understand when I say it because time and time again, I've learned manifestation, law of attraction, all these like things that I've learned over time from many, many, many different people. But I've noticed that time and time again, there's like this one person who says something in a very particular way, sharing their unique perspective. And only then it clicks for me. And because I'm so grateful that they put themselves out there and didn't worry about the fact that other people are already doing this and have already said that, that when they said it, I got it. And because I got it, I was able to change my life. And so sometimes I, you know, in the beginning of my journey, I'd be like, oh, there's already so many people doing this. And, you know, there's already other people more successful than me. And there's already other people just like all of these crazy thoughts. And then if you really just put on your freaking um, blinders on and just really focus on helping people, like you will attract the people that are meant to be helped. Yeah, definitely. And I talked to, uh, funny enough, actually, I talked about this. I did a post on LinkedIn last week around three limiting beliefs that shouldn't stop you from sharing your opinion. The first one was around, I, I lack the experience, but of course, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at recent success in businesses like Airbnb and Spotify and all these businesses, they've come from people that you might deem the founders as not having much experience, but they've come in and disrupted the world because they have a fresh set of eyes. And yeah. just because it's not about how long you've been doing something, it's what you've been doing in that time that matters. And as you say, one of the first things that came out of your mouth from that question was, you know, that I had, a, I believed that I had a message to share with people that would benefit others. And it's, it's so true in that the, the thing that you've got to, remind yourself as you mentioned there is that you've, you've it's never been easier as well to be able to be heard in this world you don't need a stage you don't need tv you just need a phone really or not even that sometimes yeah um, and, and to share it and to and i had a another guest on a guy called cole hatter and he was talking about you know don't just look for mentors in life be a mentor because wherever you are in your life you're at a stage where someone else is probably wanting to get to and don't take that for granted so if you feel like you have some experience or knowledge around that then share it because as you say, that could just be the difference between someone coming across that and going, wow, you've made my day or you've changed my week or you've changed my life. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And um, I remember earlier on, I hired a coach who one of our, se- our whole session, one of our entire sessions is just around this concept of like, there's the message that's been around for thousands of years. Like personal development has been around forever. There's the messenger, which is the people delivering the message. And then there's you. 
And the thing that's always going to make you different is A, your personality and B, your life experience. And the more you play on that and the more you add in your story and your unique flair, like you will stand out. Um, It's not about being better than anyone else. It's not about um, being like, oh, I have a more interesting story or I have more experience. It's just different, just being different. And that difference is going to be the missing link for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you try and think, oh, I need to be like so-and-so, the less you lose that individuality, which is what makes every human being great is that you are unlike anyone else in the world. So it's just how you utilize it. Yeah. And another thing I learned actually is all about authenticity. And I found that the more I am myself, the more successful I become. And it's so interesting because in the beginning of my journey, I would be so careful with how I curate my content. And I'd be very careful about like, oh, I shouldn't curse. Like you shouldn't curse in a podcast or you shouldn't curse on Instagram or you shouldn't be that silly. Like you got to be more serious. You got to take it seriously. This is a business. And very recently, I just let that all that fly out the window. And I started saying yes to opportunities that I actually wanted to say yes to. I started saying no to opportunities that I didn't really, that didn't really um, inspire me or spark my joy. And I started to talk more like myself. I started to just be really raw, real, authentic, vulnerable, and transparent. And the friendships that I've developed just from attracting the people who actually like me for me, the clients that I have that actually want to work with me because of who I am, and the audience that I've attracted who actually laughs at my jokes or understands my humor, understands my style and of delivering this information. It's just so freeing um, to be yourself. It's so freeing to be authentic to your message and not paying attention to what anyone else is doing or saying or what's going on in their business. Like the moment you put your blinders on and you're just being your, your yourself, I actually have a, um, an affirmation that works really well, well for me. If anyone wants to take it, it's, um, I'm a multimillionaire just for being my authentic self. And I repeat that to myself every single day, just for me showing up me being me, me turning on my microphone, talking as if I normally talk about a talk and not putting on a show, not putting on a show on Instagram, not putting on a show on my live streams, just me being myself and sharing my stories and the things that I learned. Like, man, that's really exploded my business. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. And you can just tell the passion oozing out of you throughout the whole <laughs> Future reference. If you ever come back on, you can curse on here, so it's fine. <laughs> Yay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Catherine, um, you know, one of the other things I'd, I'd really love to to get from you is, you know, from this journey you've talked about, as what are some of the key learning points that you think uh, the listeners tuning in would benefit from that you want to sort of summarize to them, or anything you haven't mentioned that want to yeah. walk this path? Yeah, I would. You know, I want to share my my three step manifestation process. Um, that I apply to to everything in my life and any area. And it's just, it's so simple, but it works so well, which is number one, always have a vision for where you're going. Like always have a destination for where you're going. And the destination can always change and it can always shift. And don't be afraid to write down what you want right now, thinking that if you write it down, it's got to be perfect because it's going to be set in stone and locked in place and you can't make any changes. Um, and I'm always defining like, what is it that I want? How much money do I want? What kind of business do I want? Who do I want to work with? 
Um, how often do I want to travel? Where do I want to travel? Like I'm always working on creating a vision and a destination because just like um, a GPS system, like if you get in your car and you want to make it to your friend's house, you got to input where your friend's house is in order for the path to be created by the GPS for you. And I always use that analogy in manifestation where you always have your current location and then you have your destination, which is both defined by you. You got to know where you're at and you got to know where you're going. But this path that's created for you is essentially created by the universe or created by God or created by whatever you believe in, some outside force that always knows the quickest, least resistant, best path for you. Um, And so it's very important to always be clear on your destination. And then number two is who is that version of you who is already living that destination, who's already living that reality? What are they thinking about? What are their thoughts like? What's their self-talk like? What are their beliefs? What do they believe to be true about money or about business or about relationships or about themselves in order to have gotten there? Who do they hang around with? Who do they, what do they listen to? Whose advice do they take or don't take? Who do they say yes to? Who do they say no to? Just really analyzing like who is that version of you that got there? And then every day work on becoming that version of yourself. Every single day work on filtering. Sorry, there's a a fire truck in the background. Um, (laughs) Every day, like filtering every single decision that you make based on is the version of myself who's already gotten there. Would they say yes to this? Or would they think these thoughts? Or would they believe these beliefs? And literally like act, you know, you hear in the manifestation world, act as if act as if isn't just on the action level. That's important, of course, but it's also on the energetic level. It's also on the mental level. Like you got to think like that version of you. You got to believe like that version of you. And then step three is just as a GPS system, like you got to let go of of how that path looks like. You got to let go of the how. You got to let go of the timing. You got to let go of the where, the when, the how all of those details that we like to latch onto and attach ourselves to, like we're never going to be in control of that. We like to think that we're going to be in control of it, but really the way that things have manifested in my life, it's always so much better, so much more amazing and so much faster than I could have ever imagined simply because I just got clear on my destination. I grew myself. I grew into that best version of myself every single day, did the things that that version of myself would do And then I just let it go and just allow the universe to create that path for me. And as inspired action comes, like as I feel inspired to be like, wow, today I feel very inspired to finally sit down and write that book. Or today I feel inspired to create this course. Or today I feel inspired to, you know, like for some reason I'm getting this, you know, for some reason I feel inspired to take a different route to my favorite coffee shop and end up on that route bumping into um, someone that I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, all of a sudden we start talking and we realize that we have, um, this brilliant idea to start a business. And all of a sudden now we're business partners. It's like, you never know what's going to come from you just following your intuition and following your inspiration and following just whatever it is that the universe is handing to you to be like, Hey, you should look into this or, Hey, you should probably read this or, Hey, like this might be the answer to your question, or this might be the answer to your destination. And then obviously taking inspired action as it comes because law of attraction is nothing without the law of action. So I know I said a lot, but to summarize, step number one, know your destination. Step number two, 
um, become the version of yourself, embody the version of yourself who already has that destination, is already at that destination. And step number three, let go of the how and just follow your inspired action as it comes. And I've done that with every single part of my life. And it's just amazing what unfolds on the other side. Like that's the simplest way that I can describe how to manifest anything you want. That is great. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And, you know, thank you so much today, Catherine. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you for your, your story, most most of all, and to your insights and your experiences. I've, I've learned a lot just from listening to you. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed being on here. You're very welcome. And for, for people who want to follow your story and, and tune into what you're talking about on social, how can they find you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I like to hang around on Instagram. You can find me at my handles at Manifestation Babe. Um, also my website that's about to be relaunched. It's been under construction for like a year now. Um, but it's manifestationbabe.com. And then also on Facebook, anywhere you type in manifestation, babe, you will find me Facebook, Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. Great. Well, thank you again, Catherine. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And for the listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode of not another sales podcast. Hey people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.